This is Trigger Point, episode 9. My name's Serena, and finally we're getting to the end of this really, really long recording. Um, so I know the movie's been out for a little while now, um, but uh, here's our look on Beauty and the Beast. Enjoy. Um, okay. So... Final topic. Final topic. <laughs> this has been a long recording session. Yes. Um, although for most people who are listening to this, this will probably be a second episode. Yeah, Looking true. at the time right now, this has to be two episodes. We yeah. need to cut this. Yeah. Um, we went and watched Beauty and the Beast. Ta-da! Tale as old as time. <laughs> uh, Emma Watson as Belle. Mm. She's pretty. Um... <laughs> Uh, sorry, the reason why I am pausing and hesitating <laughs> is because in my mind's eye, I am seeing her in that blue dress, which is, you know, iconic to Belle's look, right? At the start of the show. Except they have to have her dress hitched up on one side through, I think, half of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that just bugged me. <laughs> look, um, I've heard that is a symbol of feminism. That could be fine, <laughs> but her flowery, um, not petticoat, um, bloomers underneath was very jarring. Um, she looked like she was about to, I mean, she's supposed to be a farm girl, supposedly, right? Um, and that made her look like she was getting ready to wade into a pig style at any, one, any moment. But that's not the kind of image I want of <laughs> Belle, right? <laughs> she could be an inventor's daughter. And in this show, they made her... You know, Actually an inventor, inventor as well. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> helping her dad out with getting the tools, making something else, you know, making a washing machine of her own. That's all fantastic. Um, but making her less than ladylike in the way she dresses is not something I want to see of a Disney princess. <laughs> and I know you're trying to remake her image... But I like the Disney princess. <laughs> and I didn't like how she had... It's like she couldn't dress. <laughs> Why are you walking around with your dress hitched up? Did you go to the bathroom and forgot that you got caught in your belt? Like, that's what I was feeling the whole way through. And it, it just distracted me for the whole half of the thing. I just kept like... I just wanted to run on stage and just, like, yank that bit off her belt. It was like, just dress properly. Just dress properly. Um so there was that. Uh, uh, yeah, before before we start talking about uh, overall, mm-hmm. did you enjoy watching it? Yes, uh, I enjoyed how they changed certain things of it. Uh, so, spoiler alert! Yeah. Um, I liked how they explained why the nearby village of this castle don't remember that there was a royal family living nearby. Yeah. You'd think that would be something mm. that people would remember. And and they explained here why people don't remember. Um they um they upped the stakes, right? Instead of the if once the uh, fly, uh, the rose dies in the original one, it was that everyone stays the way they were, right? The the servants remain uh cups and and teapots and all that sort of stuff and the beast stays as a beast in this one uh, we don't know what happens to the beast if the flower dies we assume that he's going to stay as a beast but all his servants were going to become inanimate objects in fact as each petal fell people are constantly reminded of the stakes because the, once the petal falls 
the castle crumbles even more and everybody becomes more inanimate. Yeah. Like apparently the candelabra, we become more stiffer. The, the clock suddenly like chimes for a bit and yeah. can't speak. Um, the wardrobe, which was falling asleep, stays asleep for longer. And, mm. Like that kind of st- things make it more imperative yeah. that the curse be broken. Yeah. I, I did love the fact that, um, that they showed the castle falling apart when the, when the yeah. rose petal fell. That, was something that um, it was very symbolic, yeah, and it worked really well because it it shows um, it shows the decay. It shows yes. the decay of the castle, and it worked really well in the setting. Um, I loved how I loved the visuals yep. of that. Um, so, yeah. Well, no, okay, I liked how the when the castle was before you found out that the castle was falling apart, you saw that the castle was kind of half in ruins and stuff, and me being me i was like i thought it was only a few years like how does a castle get to this state in a few years like we've seen castles around and they're like hundreds of years old and they're like perfectly fine how could this castle end up like this in just a few years um and then explain it is because when the pedal falls more of it crumbles so it's like oh great you explained it and also still gave us that you know this haunted crumbly castle look and explained why it's like this it's it's very um thematic and 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 uh rationally so because they told you why it's doing that and why there's uh, you know stairwells that go up leading into nowhere (laughs) um which i appreciated yeah i i think the great thing they did um with the live action was they did fix a lot of issues with Mm. the with the original inside that they did make some new ones yeah which always happens Mm. But at least they they fixed some glaring issues. Uh, issues or inconsistencies in in the original. Which look as a kid you probably wouldn't realize, but when you think of it as an as an adult, you kind of realize that doesn't actually make sense. So I'm glad they fixed those things yeah. to make it that oh now they've actually explained it and I yeah. actually enjoy it a lot more. And I also liked how they gave Belle and the Beast more interaction. Yeah, right. They explained that these two people have. A similar love in books. Well, okay, no. no. Probably the Beast didn't have a love in books, but, you know, they had, they showed the part where they were both reading yeah. and they're discussing um, things that they've read. Yeah. Or, um, there was just that more, there was just, it was less jarring that the fact that they fell in they love. They fell in love. Yeah. It explained that process a lot better in the film in the sense that it gave, it gave her, it gave Belle a reason to be able to communicate with the beast. The beast. Because actually, although the beast probably didn't like reading or didn't like a lot of books that she read, at least they can talk about it. Yeah. At least they can talk about certain things. They can talk about um, how, you know, this, this book that I'm reading is, oh, it's it's actually about, you know, knights and everything. Yeah, the, yeah. The, what was it? Uh, <laughs> from her point of view, it was Launcelot and uh, Guinevere. Yeah, Guinevere. Yeah. Whereas from his point of view, is no, it's Arthur and the Round Table, you know, swords, swords and, and fighting, fighting and, and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that, that little bit of conversation, which wasn't in the original, that, that really gave them... Um, a lot of character yes. to play off of each other. To kind that of you like- can see how they will, um, like later on, if they were married and all that yeah. stuff, you can see how they would banter and talk to each other yeah. and probably make fun of each yeah. other. Because then Whereas- she goes like, yeah, but it's still love story at the end. And then he goes, well, 
Yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or like the fact that she likes Romeo and Juliet, and he kind of scoffs at it. He's like, well, "Of course you like that kind of book, yeah. right? You know, I could, uh, uh, of course, you know, I could see you loving that kind yeah. of book." Um, but that's that's what makes that's what makes that interaction yeah. believable. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in the original one, they never really talk so much. He growls at her, yeah. and she yells back at him. Yeah. Like after they get to know each other yeah. and that's when he finds out oh you know you're sassy i like you you know that that didn't really yeah it, there was no kind of progressiveness to their relationship and actually the one thing that i really enjoyed is that they fixed well not fixed but okay in the original at least with one of the versions that was released in the original yeah. it special showed, edition special yeah. edition it showed that the beast was illiterate and in that edition it was bell teaching the beast to read it that's how they bond bond right I had a very, uh, even as a kid when I was watching that, or later on, I always had a big issue with that. I'm like, this guy's a fucking prince. Oh, sorry. We'll have to beat that out. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a freaking prince, you know? How can a prince not know how to read? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And this one, they actually address that. They go like... Um, she was reciting uh, Shakespeare, and he was reciting it as well. And she's like... Oh, you've read Shakespeare. He's like, I have a very expensive education. I was like, yes, thank you. You are a prince. Of course you would have a very expensive education. (laughs) You wouldn't need a commoner to teach you how to read. Anyway, so I I really, I I, I was, that that just bugged me as a kid. So I was really glad that they fixed that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I also liked how, um, okay, the the song, uh, Something There. Uh, they they make it, it's not just a montage, not a series of montages of them uh, interacting and falling in love. Um, they have pauses in between the song where they would be talking about something, like they'd be walking across a bridge and she's reading to him, and uh, he he kind of tells her, "Wow, uh, you opened my eyes." Hmm. To... I didn't I didn't read like I didn't see that from that point of view or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and in that way, it's like. The problem with the beast as as a story thing was that he doesn't see beauty, right? And that's why he was turned into a beast, until someone could see the beauty in him. Uh, and that part, when he was when she was reading the book, and he's like, oh, I never saw it from that point, um, and continue reading. She was actually describing the scene around them, right? The winter around them, the, the snow, the, the ice, and all that stuff. And it was opening his eyes to the way the world is, like how beautiful things can be. And that was actually to show, oh yeah, he is changing. He is, you know, and it, it's more than how in the, in the original you don't have them talking. You just have them singing and then... You just have snippets of scenes that allude to them being able to do that. But yeah. because in the film, it actually tells, it actually shows it to us. Yes. It, it, it's much more believable. Yes. It's not kind of like, oh, I just have to take for granted that this is happening. Yeah. I'm actually seeing the change in him. And, and that makes it... Um, yeah, it makes it... More fully fleshed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the the great thing about the live action was that did flesh out the characters a lot better. They Belle them... has a mother, even though she's dead, they men- make mention of her. Yeah, and she is kind of... In their life. In their life, and, and it's in- important to her. Yeah. Um, they gave one whole section, which was not in the original, where they got whisked away to Paris, and you see Belle... Discover the, how, the mo- how her mother died. And, like, that was, that was all part of um, them 
bonding. Bonding. Yeah. Um, I especially liked how at the end of that scene she goes, "Oh, let's just go home." Yeah. She actually says, "Let's go home. home." She kind of at that point she can already say, "Okay, she's now accepting that, that as home." That as and home. even the, the beast, his reaction at that point was like. She called that home. Yeah. Right? And that was nice. Yeah. I, they, I they bonded over the fact that they both lost parents yeah. when they were very young. Both yeah. lost mothers Bond- when they were very, <laughs> when they were very young. <laughs> um, so, yeah. In, in that sense, I felt it was... It do, it did very well. Um, yes. And, I, I, and as I said, I... Well, I didn't say this bit, but I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I had... Maybe I also had a bit of a... Uh, I wasn't expecting too much going into this. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, I did listen to the the Bell song yep. before I watched it, and I had lots of issues with that recording. Oh god, <laughs> the amount of auto tune to Emma Watson's voice in that was appalling. Okay, and it was be- so obvious. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, before we start talking about what the- we don't like, uh, because. There's a list. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let me say one more thing I did like yeah. was that in the end, when the last pedal fell, um, you had about five minutes or so where you see every single servant slowly become that inanimate object. Yeah. And it was so sad. Yeah. Because, that was heartbreaking. It was yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> because Cogworth and Lumiere, they were friends. You knew that. Even in the animated one, they were friends, but they... It was like a comedy, kind of yeah. a comedic friendship that didn't really have much depth. Yeah. In here, you... Oh, I feel teary just thinking about <laughs> it. Um, because Lumia is the last one who, who, who becomes... Inanimate. Yeah. Inanimate. And Cogsworth is the second last yeah. one. And they have this exchange yeah. where they kind of like say, you know, it was great serving so with we, you. Yeah, you yeah. know, it was great being friends with yeah, you. I and was then, like, oh, I can't see you, but it was... Yeah, yeah. I, I can't speak. Yeah. And then, like, even that last thing that he said was kind of, like, squeezed out of Cogsworth, you know, before he turned into a clock. I was, like, I was ready to burst out in tears. <laughs> like, look, I know what's going to happen next, yeah. right? They're not going to stay that way. Yeah. But the fact is, they slowly became, like, the the relationship between the servants were more important than in the in the original, yeah. right? They, they, they interacted with each other. They were not just friends. You had the mother and son. Oh, my God, when Chip... Fell and <laughs> I was like, "Someone catch him!" <laughs> oh my god, he shatters. I was like, "Oh my god, would he would he come back like broken?" Yeah, and and he was caught, and then he was put onto the cart before the 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 clothes hanger who never speaks. Yeah, um, he straightens up and then Becomes, he doesn't move anymore, yeah. and you're like, you realize, oh, he's he's that's that's the last yeah. thing to do. It's like, oh yeah, I I love that oh, part. That, that was, was such a great. It was it was a great uh, again visual visually it was such a great way to show the the decay and showing how everything how important it was that yeah. this that the pedal fell and yep. um and it was yeah it was quite it was very just very nicely done yeah 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 and and now we move on to the not so good <laughs> things because this does link to the not so good things um. <laughs> Yes, Emma Watson was auto-tuned. Uh, the the bell song was um, some of the notes where she... Uh, you hear certain notes in that song that probably shouldn't be there or like was <laughs> inserted later yeah. a little bit. It, 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 look, the thing is, I don't know whether they needed to have auto-tuned her to the point that it was. But we don't know how she sounded before. Look, look I don't know how it is, but this sounded 
so overproduced and so overtuned to the point it's jarring. And as the first song. And as the first song. And, and that's why I had such an issue before watching this that I was like, oh God, if this is what it's going to be like. Uh, thankfully, I think Bell was the most autotuned song. Every other song subsequently was a lot better. Yep. It wasn't as noticeable. I think there were still certain bits which got autotuned. Yeah. But there was nothing like that first song. Like mm. everything, every, look, to be, fair, to be fair, I think every other song, I can listen to it quite... Um, normally quite normally and I mm. wouldn't go like oh god that's jarring it's mm. only really that bell song that just ruins ruins it and unfortunately it is the first song which is you makes it doubly worse <laughs> okay so as usual um, Peter hears the things hears the problems I see the problems <laughs> so when I'm watching this first thing I see is the set Right, the cobblestones, how all the cl- houses are really close together. This is a very small set, and I can't help but think this is a set. It's not. An, it's not an outside set. It's a soundstage set because everything is really small. It kind of reminded me of um, a live-action version of Cinderella with uh, Brandy. I don't know whether you remember. It's a really old thing. Um, you can see when I watched that, I was like, "Oh, is this one of those live-action shows where?" It's very unrealistic, where every all the sets are sp- on purposely fairy tale like. Because um, I expected in a show like this, with the budget that they have, it's not unreasonable to expect that they would have this bell scene in an actual countryside when she's actually walking on actual dirt roads, not this built-up soundstage setting. Um, there's a one part when the song when she's like uh, I want adventure in the big wide somewhere yeah. and she's like on that plane like yeah, you know hill. she runs out yeah. on the hill and she's singing that and I'm like wow that's a fake hill with a fake black- backdrop because <laughs> the lighting and the way that hill is really perfectly round it's like I can't help but see that and then in my mind think of sound of music yeah. and I'm like wow this is like completely different because you, you know not to mention like in my mind realistically I'm like how long was she holding onto that note to be running up all the way to the hill to see her village off in the distance and she's like I want adventure in the great white somewhere and I'm thinking okay you have a lot of open like if that's how far the village is from you you have a lot of open space. And yet everyone in that village it's live cramped. as if in, in, in Paris. Like everyone's crammed up together. You, uh, you know, when all the villagers open their, their window shutters, like they're right on top of each other or next to each other. I'm like, how close are these people living to each other? Um, you know, that, that was my problem. And <laughs> uh, in, in response to that, I think because in the original, when that song happens... Yep everything does seem to be cramped. But because it was an anima- uh, well, it was an animation, um, you can have those clust- like you can have those um, clumped together and not feel out of place because you kind of just assume it's a cartoon. You, you, yeah. it, it, you can have people crowding into the screen and, and, and blocking everything and, it, and it's not weird. But when you have real people doing it, it's kind of like, are you really going to stand that close with each other and and deliberately yeah. try and block someone. Like, it just doesn't make sense in real life. Like, Well, framing-wise, in the animated thing, they made it seem like everyone was right next to each other and they were able to draw a lot of people. Mm. Um, in the live action, because of the amount of cast that they had, mm. they had, what, like 30 people? Yeah. And that they make 30 people seem like a lot more people. Yeah. So everything was much closer together. That town square in which they were all singing and dancing at the end, it's like, if that was a real town square... 
you have a logistic issue because yeah. how would you normally walk around? <laughs> You're always brushing shoulders with each other. This is not New York. No. And they made it look like New York yeah. in a way. <laughs> and um, that was my issue with this song. <laughs> No, I still can't get the older tune out of my head, and also, <laughs> and also sad because like, what like subsequently when you when you hear her, she doesn't sound bad in all the other songs. It's just that one song for me anyway. Like yeah, everything sure. else was fine. Just just Belle's song just completely ruined it. <laughs> um, let me just say in advance that I still like the original versions of all the original songs. Like since then, I have tried listening to the album. And every single time I finish listening to the new song, I have to go back to the old album just to wash my ears. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, because obviously with a new production and a new take on it, they're going to change certain things. Uh, a note that normally goes down would suddenly go up in this version. Um, a part where the, the, the beat uh, follows along normally, in this one they'll rush certain bits or slow down certain beats to make it different. Yeah. And because as human nature is, when you're used to a certain version, when something changes... It's a bit more obvious to us. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, not necessarily for the better. In a way, I feel like some of the changes in the song are changes for change's sake, right? Because I, for me, Disney songs, uh, the, at least the old classics, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Lion King, all of that kind of stuff, their songs were, because I listened to it as a kid, they're perfect. Don't don't go and change it. <laughs> don't change it. Um, and so with this new show, where why I have problems is when they change the songs, when they uh, make new songs. I mean, sure, this show was really fun to watch as an extension to the old show for me. Right? They made fun of certain things. They fixed certain things. Um, I, I liked it as that. I don't know whether I would like it as a standalone. Now, obviously, there's going to be plenty of people out there who watches this for the first time. And uh, when they get older, like they probably watch it when they're 10 now. And then when they get older and they realize, oh, there's actually a previous one. And they go and watch the previous one. They might think, oh, wow, this is really dated or like or, or certain things. Hopefully, hopefully there are some children out there now who will grow up and say, you know what? The original songs were much better. Um you know, so I'm just saying that for people to know this is where I stand. Like, I'm going to complain about the new songs, um, but this is, I'm sure there's some 10 year old out there who completely disagree with me. And this is me, old, old, old woman grouching. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, while I kind of am in that, um, in that camp, um, I, I do agree that I do say, with the original songs, the original was just so good. It, it's so hard to improve Beat. on. <clears throat> um, in saying that, I, I felt that the... Okay, the songs that I felt... The original songs that I felt that I did improve on in this one was Gaston. I actually liked the new Gaston song. Um, but I kind of... In, in, you know, in... I kind of liked it because I found it visually a lot more appealing. Okay, yeah. In, in in the current one, mm. even though usually I'm more about the the song sound, sound mm. of it, but I loved how they made use of the space in the tavern. I like how they did the whole dance sequence in oh. in the sense that they did that drum beating, um, uh, stomping, and, and and that kind of uh, atmosphere. I thought yep. it really worked for the Gaston song, uh -huh. so I love that. Um, that scene. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um. I and as 
So, um, Serena also really liked the fact that LeFou was paying all these people to say good things about Gaston. Gaston yeah. <laughs> um, so I, 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 like, I felt that song in particular, um, I would probably prefer the new, new one, one over the original. The Mob song, in some respects, I found it better. Um, uh-huh. I just... Although I had the issue with I can't hear the rest of the cast. After yeah. Oh, actually, but that's that's an issue I have with the whole show, though. I always found... Oh, oh, I always... Oh, sorry. I always found, like, um, whenever there was a... A, a, a lead singing with... A lead the, singing with, like, everyone the chorus. else. Yep. The chorus have been, like, toned down to the point where they're, like, one person. But this is technically the whole town singing with yep. you. I should... It, it, I need to feel that presence of the town. And, and whenever there was that type of singing, I can only hear the lead. Yeah. Which I have an issue with because I'm Because like, the lyrics in this song is not just with the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, 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 the chorus actually has lyrics that are, Yeah. That's important. Like, yes. I need to hear them. Like, if you tone them down, they I kind of assume that it's not important. But that's not the case. The song that I cannot stand in this new version yeah. is the title song, Beauty and the Beast. I absolutely detest Mrs. Potts in this show. <laughs> I think she's horrible. I think she should not be near any musicals ever again. That's not fair on the actress, to be fair. But I look. It's just because you loved. I love Angela Lansbury. She <laughs> was the epitome of the perfect Mrs. Potts in my head. Yeah. And the voice was so well done. Yes. I can't hear anything but that version. And. This new version was just bland. Oh God, I I I didn't uh, hate it. I just found it bland. Oh God, no! I it's because I loved it. Okay, and this I do love the original so much, and this is completely personal opinion. Uh-huh. But I, yeah, I I could not stand. The new uh, in saying that, the other reason why I didn't care, I didn't notice the song, was because again, visually, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was too distracted <laughs> by her dress. <laughs> By Bell's infamous, well, famous, iconic, iconic yellow, yellow dress, dress. The ball gown that was supposed to have all these uh, layers and frills and like, you know, dangling uh, like ribbons. Look, at the start of this show, when she was first introduced into the, into the castle, they tried to dress her up. Right, and the wardrobe throws all these ribbons on her, and then she ends up in this dress. And I couldn't help, but at that moment, say, "Okay, sure, it's a horrid, hideous <laughs> dress, but the shape, in a way, like some of the frills, reminded me of the original dress." And I had that moment where I'm like, because I was, I went into that knowing that this dress was the, the yellow dress was less than impressive. Uh, when I saw that, I'm like, "Oh no." Um. They just told us that a lot of frills on a dress is not good. Mm. That, that, that's what that scene was supposed to show mm. us, right? That the current fashion is less frills, right? <laughs> right. Um, so from that point, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> that yellow dress is going to be really toned down, isn't it? But I didn't realize when I saw it. I'm like, did they run out of budget? <laughs> like, what happened? Like, it's like missing half the dress. That looked like the petticoat of the original <laughs> dress. The original dress was supposed to have the the shoulder bits were supposed to be off-shouldered. 
this is like just the normal this looks like a dress that you just bought off a Macy's store <laughs> like and when they were dancing I could see that Emma Watson had to hold a bit of a dress and fling it out to make it more buffy than it was <laughs> and I'm like this is a terrible dress and that, that, there was that moment where the wardrobe after she was after Emma Watson was dressed before you saw her the wardrobe was like hmm the dress is missing something wonder what it is oh I know and like these uh, gold branches that was in her room for some reason started to flake (laughs) gold pieces. Look, I don't even know why. Like if it was a a servant that became branches in that room, God forbid, that must be a very boring job. Um, And then that you would shed gold pieces so that it would stick to her dress. And the, the, the gold bits weren't even that interesting either. If you told me it was like really intricate stitching, sure. But they looked like iron-on like patterns. And it didn't do anything for the dress. You had to zoom in to see it. Most of the time when she was dancing, you don't even notice it. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have as much issue with the dress as <laughs> obviously did. So It's an <laughs> iconic dress. But, and they screwed it up. Yeah. This was like, you know how all Disney shows, they have like that moment where the, the, the girl or the main character, even Aladdin, right? Have that wardrobe chain, that, yeah. that, uh, that, that you know, um, makeover. <laughs> this was her makeover dress. And they screwed it up. The only redeeming quality of this dress was how bright it was when she was riding away in the dark. I, I, I didn't feel it was that bad, to be honest. To be but honest you're a dress. guy. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. You didn't notice the dress because you were... You were raging was, about yeah, the song. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was raging on a different level. So, <laughs> Notice that we were both fuming at different things on that scene. Yes. Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> we start complaining and it just... It, it just uh, snowballs. Look, I still love the show. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. I, I, I do say, like, watch it. If you, if you were having doubts about watching it, I would say watch it because it is a good show. And they do do a lot of good things with it. Mm. It just unfortunately there were just certain bits that just really bugged us, mm. <laughs> like Gaston. Oh God, Gaston! I really enjoyed how they portrayed Gaston initially. Oh yeah, he was Loved so him. <laughs> he was so much more relatable and, and, and no, a more, lovable character. Yeah, and and it was it was actually uh he was not too bad like no. he wasn't so much of a douche he was just uh, he was it was unfortunate in the sense that he fell in love with a woman who didn't love him yeah yeah and he was a little bit self-centered yes but that wasn't a crime no no and the thing is he wasn't being a dick at the start of the show no um and it's and this was especially true when maurice came barging back, in, come barging yeah. and he's like oh help me find my daughter she's got uh, She's been taken by a, a beast, beast and, yeah. and everyone in the tavern was like, oh, crazy, Marista. We can ignore you. We what can the ignore hell? you. Yeah. And, and Gaston kind of comes in, and initially Gaston comes like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And that's when I was expecting him to kind of like do what the original did, just throw him out into the street and just close the door. Yep. That was what happened in the original. In this one, he actually goes with Maurice to help him find Belle. Yeah. He didn't believe in him, but he still went and did it. He took his time. Like they went into a carriage. They 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 drove out into the uh, forest, and from what it seems like, they were out in the forest for hours. hours. And he was patient. Like he listened to him. Like yeah, like he. 
uh, and the most important thing is he didn't believe it. No, but he still did, did it. it exactly. And yes, he did it with the hope that you know this is a way to uh, win, Bell's, win hand. Bell's hand, which is fine though. Like you know, that's kind of what you do, I guess. Right, in yeah. that in that situation, you know, like that's... can you really fault a guy from trying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I really like that kind of portrayal. At the start, because of Gaston, yeah, and it's kind of like, yes, it's just he's just you know trying his best to win a person, win a a female that just doesn't love him, yeah. But that's and, how he was trying, and it shows him not being an a dick, a dick. <laughs> and but the thing is, when I was watching that, I couldn't help but think, are they going to really change the ending? Yeah, because <laughs> how if if, if he, he stays the way he is, it doesn't make sense for him to turn into like. To die. Yes. Right? Why Why would you kill off this character? Yeah. He's a perfectly... Uh... Yeah, well, he's he's just a character that not everyone would like, but he's he doesn't deserve to die. Yeah. Uh, and in this... And this is the other issue we have, because from that scene onwards... From that point. point oh, yeah, from that point onwards, he suddenly does a 180 flip and suddenly becomes a douche. Yeah. Not just a douche. douche yeah. He becomes a murderer. Yeah. Right. In the original one, he only does anything murderous uh, when he meets the uh, beast. Yes. Right? Yeah. And to me, from his point of view, this person wasn't a, a human. Yeah. Um, it was a beast. For him, it's like hunting anything yeah. else. Also, he was driven completely by jealousy yeah. because he saw how Bell cared for this hideous beast. Yeah. When he himself, who's supposed to be the high, the uh, epitome of human specimen, has been turned down. Yeah, you know, it was it was uh, jealousy, it was frustration. All of that made him do what he did. In the, at this in um, in the new show, you had him spending, you know, taking his time out to go and help Maurice find Belle. They go out into the middle of the forest, and finally, uh, Gaston says, "You know, look." You can't find the castle. The yeah, castle doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. We need to go back. Yeah. Right? And Maurice is, you know, losing his mind at that point. So, no, 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 no. It's, it's here. here. We need to do this. Yeah. And Gaston pretty much says, I am only doing this because I want to... Marry Bell. Marry Bell. And, Gas- uh, and Maurice says... There's no way I will ever agree to it or something like to that. Or something like yeah. that. Or, or like, Bell will never marry you. Yeah. But at that point, Gaston loses his sh- and punches Maurice out. Yeah. Okay. That was that's, fine. That's fine, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because he supposedly have trouble keeping his temper. That's fine, that's, that's fine. fine. But for me, the normal course of action at this point would be punch his lights out, tie him up, stick him in the back of the cart, take him back to the, uh, to the village. Yep. And throw him into the asylum. Put, uh, throw oh. him in the asylum or take, throw him into his own house and just leave him there. Yeah. Whatever. Instead, in this show, they have him tied up, tie Maurice up to a tree with wolves howling in the background. And essentially, Gaston is saying, we'll leave him for the wolves because if he dies, Belle will then marry me. He will yeah. ha- she'll have no one to turn to except for me. And you're like, uh... <laughs> well, <laughs> not to mention, if you're going to kill someone, leaving them in the forest in the hopes that some wolves will get them <laughs> seems kind of... Mm, yeah. You like, know. It, it just didn't make sense um, either way. No. Um I could see why they deliberately had to do that. Was yeah. it, okay. They changed LeFou's character quite a bit in mm. this show. They tried. They had to make him, um, in a sense, they had to make him 
good at the end, right? They made so, him important. They made him important, which in the original Lefu was a psychic and he remained a psychic and that is his job. He was supposed to be an idiotic sidekick. Either way though, they've made his character so important. More, so important that they had to change Gaston's story to fit him. Yeah. And that's what I had an issue with. It was like Gaston's character either keep him like the original and always be an idiot, but or keep him how it was in here, but give him more reason to do what he did. Yeah. This was such a out of character flip flip that didn't make sense unless you were re- unless they deliberately wrote it to make LeFou's character kind of turn against him. Yes. And that just made LeFou's character suddenly more important than he was in the whole show to begin with, which I was like, ugh, no. The CG in this was problematic to me. Be Our Guest was the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, the the plates were going everywhere. The song was elongated. Like uh, You know how I said before, with something there, the song was made longer so that there were scenes in mm. between the, the bits of the song. Yeah. This uh, Be Our Guest has been um, extended yeah. to incorporate more CG. Yeah. And I felt there was too much CG. Like, I'm like, I, I really... Like, the original thing was supposed to be a song, a performance. And in this, it became a series of little skits of like, oh, this is this series of plates. Oh, this is Lumiere getting slid off the table. Oh, and, and one more thing. I don't like it when you have scenes um, of food and people not being able to get it. No, it just doesn't make sense to me. In the original one, they showed her the food she was eating, and it was a dinner for her. In this one, she's constantly reaching for food, and the food's constantly being taken out of her reach. I'm like, what kind of show is this? <laughs> like, they were failing in their most basic of duties. Like, they fail as servants because she's going hungry. By the end of the show, I don't think she ate a single bite. <laughs> and also, uh, her acting in that was a bit weird because I think they didn't tell her the what visuals were happening because I couldn't help but notice that she's sitting there with this kind of slightly out-focused expression on her face because she didn't know how far she needed to look and she was just smiling this generic smile because she wasn't reacting to the fireworks or to the plates spinning around there and I found that problematic because they just went too far like they they were like oh it's a chance for us to do all our CG stuff so let's throw everything, everything in and I just didn't like it I I didn't necessarily have an issue with the amount of CG, but what I did found problematic was the break in the music. Oh. To to again, Serena's usually focused on the visual. I'm listening to the music um, because be our guest was this uh, this one song. As you said, it's a one performance. Um, I felt it should be there should be this flow and continuity of the song because they had to deliberately elongate certain notes and certain scenes. The song felt as if it was break into segments, like like it it's it wasn't flowing. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't culminate into that final performance and that final loud song ending. Yeah, blah, blah, I guess then it's kind of like, yep. It just didn't happen because because yeah. they had to break things in between. So it's kind yep. of like <sighs> it's just like can we get get there? And and when it does finally, I'm like now I felt like. I'm bored. I'm bored. Like it's all, it's yeah. It doesn't. This song needed to have ended by now, and you're still yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I had an issue with that in that mm. sense that I, I felt like the song kind of got the f- song should have been done better because it now doesn't feel like a proper song mm. because it had these breaks and un- it had these unnecessary breaks in between. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be like 
Uh... Enchantress. I ah. did not get her point in this film at all. She was so superfluous. She didn't need to be there. Like, and her... Again, I felt I felt like her part was kind of added in because they wanted to be slightly different and I didn't like it, though. Here's the thing I heard. Okay, so the Enchantress comes in at the end. The last petal has fallen. Yep. The Beast has died. died. Everyone had changed back to inanimate objects. Yep. Now, in the original one, not that they turn into inanimate objects, but in the original one, sure, the last petal had fell. Belle is crying over the beast and she exclaims, but I love you. And supposedly it's because she says, I love you. Does she kiss him? No. I can't remember. I think she just said, I love you. And then she falls on him and cries. Um, He... uh, the spell he, breaks. The spell breaks and he turns into... Back to the, the back prince. To the prince. And I think all the rest of them change or do they only change after she kisses him? Because there was a kiss. I know that there was a kiss and then it kind of changes into a wedding scene or something. I can't remember. But the idea was um, with all Disney shows, the kiss of true love or admitting true love is supposed to be this really powerful thing that breaks all spells. And apparently some people find that problematic. Like if you show this to every single living, uh, every single little girl, boy and girl, they have an expectation of, you know, uh, love or whatever when they grow up. This is what I heard, right? Okay. okay? Um, for me, uh, and and they're saying that's why they made the entrances in the new show to come back in and save it. <laughs> yeah. So that instead of it being um, Belle saying "I love you" and therefore breaking the spell, it's the fact that she said "I love you" and then the enchantress knows that this is happening and therefore chooses to break the spell and re- you know revert everything back the way that it was. So it wasn't true love's kiss that breaks the spell. It was true love's kiss. Which shows the enchantress, yes, he's learned his lesson. Yes, he's gained someone's love. Therefore, I will break the spell. For me, I can't give a <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I love the whole idea of true love's of, kiss of breaking. True love's, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's a fairy it's tale. A, exactly. <laughs> like, what if? Oh God, it's like you know, um, people just saying, oh, you can't read Harry Potter because it's practicing witchcraft. God, <laughs> that, that that exactly what it feels like, you know. But oh, we need to be careful not to give you know little girls this fake idea or that little boys or, or little boys, you know, that true love's kiss is going to solve everything. It's like it's a freaking fairy tale. Series. No, if that's the case, then you can't show any rom com. Exactly right. That oh, you should give up. You know that love triumphs over all. It's like yeah, but the whole point of these shows is like. An escape mechanism. Yeah, we kind of realize that <laughs> in real life. Yeah, because we like love we know doesn't, doesn't probably triumph overall, and therefore we would love to watch someone else triumph. Yeah, you know, that their love is triumphant. Um, so I'm like, uh, yeah, you really diluted that. I love you. Yeah, right. They, they really did that, manage to dilute yeah, it. Yeah, because that was, you know, that whole point of yeah. admitting that. Yes, she actually does love the beast, which yep. does break the spell, which does kind of. That's that's how. Uh, yeah. Although you do, I do, <laughs> I couldn't help but think if they were supposed to dilute the kiss, they didn't do so, because um, the enchantress 
resurrects the beast and turns him back into the priest, uh, prince. And then they see each other. He recognizes, uh, she recognizes him, and then they kiss. Yeah. And that's then when the castle reverts. I'm, yeah. I was thinking when the castle was rebuilding itself, I was thinking, wow, that's one hell of a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> if they were supposed to dilute the, the, the effects of that kiss, they didn't do a very good job because I couldn't help but think, wow, the whole castle is rebuilding just because they kissed. That's, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Overall, mm. um, I did enjoy the show. Oh, I did yeah. enjoy the film. Mm, 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 mm. Um, I also enjoyed how the fact that she knew about the curse in this one. Mm. Because in the original one, this Belle is the most non-curious person <laughs> I've ever met. You go into a, a castle, you're surrounded by talking inanimate objects. Uh, there's a beast who obviously used to be a prince because you saw the painting, right? Um, and yet you don't ask a single question about why they turned the way they were. Um, like, she's even surprised. Like, in, in, in the original one, wasn't she surprised that he turns into a prince? Yeah, like, wait, yeah. you're in a castle. There's a painting. What? Huh? <laughs> Whereas in this one, she knows, yeah, right? Yeah, they tell yeah. her, everyone's under a curse. Yeah. And he's, she's like, can I can what I, can I do? What can I do? Like, and they're like, no, time. no, this is not for you, right? That makes sense. I think anyone would ask that question. How did you turn into what you are now, right? <laughs> so I actually like the fact that they, they try to play it off. Like, yeah, yeah, like oh, yeah. there's nothing you can do. We're yeah. just hoping you can break the curse, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you need to fall in love with the prince, but nothing you can do. <laughs> Although at the same time, because of the fact that she was reading things like Romeo and Juliet as opposed to fairy tales, uh, it makes sense for me to kn- for her not to think about how the spell could be pro- yeah, broken. Yeah, yeah. If you think about the bell song, she was actually supposed to be singing about how she didn't know he was a prince until chapter three, yeah, 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 how yeah. they're like the fairy tale kind of thing. Technically, if you read enough fairy tales, you kind of would think about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you go there like, oh, there's a spell to be broken. Yeah. Let me just throw myself at the beast and kiss him and see whether anything happens. Y- you know. Uh, actually, I also have an issue with that song in that particular section of the song where yeah. she does go, um, oh, isn't it like, Oh no! Uh, what was the what was the lyrics? Was she in the original? She's sitting on at the fountain yeah. and talking to goats. Yes, she's showing the goats. Oh, and this is where she's having like in this song in the in the in the live action. She's not singing to anything. She's just singing to no one. She's singing in her mind. Yeah, she's not telling anyone. It doesn't make sense that she's telling nothing. There, about there are that. certain things in this show where the music, the things that they're singing, they're actually supposed to be doing certain actions. Yeah, that wasn't that, there. That wasn't there. No. Like and, and like, I was like, at least sing to the horse, for example. You right. have a horse, right? Like, it's, okay, don't have a goat, but sing to the horse. Don't and have like, a goat. Don't have a cow. <laughs> Sorry, but sing it to something. Like, like show that you're. Because it, that's how the original was done. Like she was deliberately showing, because she had no one else to talk yep, to. Right, sure. that was also a way of her to that see she how she was lonely. She right? was so, lonely. Yeah. She was only surrounded by these goats. That was you know, and and that part of the lyrics really jarred me because I was like, who are you talking to? Are you talking to your imaginary friend? Because then that's kind of really sad as well. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't notice that bit because I think that was the part where I noticed her dress. (laughs) (laughs) Like, pull down your dress. (laughs) It's hitched up. Why is no one else yelling, what are you doing? You're showing your legs all over the place. Pull your dress down. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 
I think that uh, about wraps up our yes. conversation <laughs> with Beauty and the Beast. Um, I think that wraps up our entire episode. Two yes. episodes. Two episodes. Um, yes. It has been a long recording session. <laughs> Hopefully nothing goes wrong with the recording this time. Oh, God, yes. Please, please, please. Because <laughs> I'm not doing this for a third time. <laughs> well, we know for a fact that the first hour was perfectly fine because we paused and re-listened to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so for those who did... Well, you guys probably wouldn't realise, but this is our second time no our third time talking about LARPing and our second time talking about kinky boots so if it sounds we're less than enthusiastic on some parts it's you know because we've said this, we've said already. this already and we're trying to re-energize ourselves to say this for a third time <laughs> so before we go any uh, before we go too much over time we already are way over time uh we should end this um we uh for our next episode what are we talking about um, so we haven't actually decided, yep. like what we're going to do, but we have two uh, candidates. Yep. So the first candidate is a TV series called Dirk Gently, uh, Holistics Detective Agency. The TV series, the TV not series, the book. Not the book. Mm. Um, so that's one option, and the other one is the other one is a book titled S. Full stop. <laughs> um, and it's a project done by J.J. Abrams. Uh, the author was actually Doug Durst, I think it was. Yeah, just Google. Oh, I'll have the links. Um, so the reason being is the book uh, is something we wanted to do, except Peter will now need to go and buy the book. Yeah. Now, this, and- is a, this is a book that <laughs> I will actually have no issue with because I like reading physical books. Um, but... Uh, Serena has, uh, <laughs> as, as, you, as you would have realized, Serena doesn't like reading physical books. <laughs> no, I but do this not. one, I actually have, recommended this one. Yeah, um, this one, you actually have no choice but to read the physical because yes. this is not just a normal novel. There's a lot of like bits and pieces included in it. There's a lot of um, multimedia. Like when you're reading, the, the premise of this book is this is a old book, uh, old uh, book found in a library. And apparently there's this one student who's reading it for a uh, for a project he's doing. So he's written in the margin all his notes. So when you're reading this book, there's his notes in his in the margins. And he left the book in the library. Uh, and this girl finds the book and she reads the book and his notes and she writes her comments in it. And she leaves the book exactly where she found it because the guy comes back to find to, to for his you know, lost book, finds her comments and sh- he comments on that. It's not a love story. It's, well, I don't think it's a love story, but it's supposed to be um, a mystery in a way because something, the, the original author of the original text was supposedly killed in mysterious circumstances and the original student was writing a thesis on what he, uh, yeah, certain things probably. or whatever, right? And there's a mystery around it and she helps him, whatever, right? And like in their notes, she would say, oh, this passage reminds me of, say, this news article, say. And in between the pages, there will be a newspaper article slipped between the pages. So when I heard of this book, I'm like, wow, it's not just a book. It's not just a story, right? I would be willing to read this book for all those little things that's included in it. I bought this book two years ago. (laughs) Actually, more than two years ago. This book was released in 2013, and I think I bought it during that time. Anyway, um, 
the thing is with this book, there's if you Google it, there's actually ways to read it. Some people say you should read the whole book um, in one go. All the comments in the in the book, you should read it all and the text is on that page at the same time. The thing is, those comments that are in the page are layered. You know that the grey writing, the ones in pencil, was written by the guy when he first read the book. Then you know that the blue text is written by the girl when she reads it the second time. And then you know the purple one is written by the boy in response to the girl's first comments, so on and so forth. So some people decide to read the book, original text first, then read it again with the uh, pencil, then read it again with the blue, then read it again, so on and so forth. So that it makes more sense. Because when you're reading page one and you're reading all the comments there, they skip in time. Yeah, because yeah. some of this stuff might be referring to p- stuff that doesn't happen until way later in the book. So when you're reading it, how should you read it? And I decided when I was going to read this book that I'll read the original text first and then I'll go for it chronologically. Unfortunately, the original text is very dry <laughs> and kind of boring. And I think I'm re- I've read, I think, one-eighth of the book <laughs> and I've kind of stopped. <laughs> so now that I've told Peter about it and Peter's kind of interested in it, we're going to try to read it again. Um, so he has well, to try you'll and try to read it again. I will read it for the first time. Yeah, I will try to read it. Well, this time I'll read all the comments because that might make it more interesting and I get, get through it. Um, Peter will need to try and find the book. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, if we can't do it, then we'll do Dirt Gently. Um, but yeah, Because Dirt Gently is a TV series where um, it's one of those shows where if you watch it the first time, uh, there are certain things that you miss. Because they jump in, not jump in time, but there are certain things that show up in first episode that they refer to later on. And so when I watched it the second time, I'm like, oh my god, I didn't realize all these things were hidden in there. And that, in that sense, it's very much similar to this book. There's, a thing, there's things that are hidden and layered, and I think it's really well done. So those are our two options. Mm. Um, <laughs> I guess you'll know which option we decide to proceed with during next episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that's. Uh, do you want to do our closing? Yes. Um, so um, uh, you can. Sorry, uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at triggerpoint fm. Uh, you can email us on triggerpoint fm at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find the show notes at uh, www.triggerpointfm.com forward slash zero seven. Or uh, if you want to watch this, although I don't know why, you've already heard it and there's nothing different. You can find us on our YouTube channel. You just have to find Trigger Point Podcast. Um, So until next time, I I think we should say goodbye. Um, Although I just realized something. Um, If we split this into two episodes, which is what we're going to do, we're missing the goodbye for one of them. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'll just have to do one at home. And it's like, um, this will be the end, end of the f- first episode. Uh, <laughs> I'll see how you'll it goes. You'll see how it goes. Uh, in saying that, um, everyone, good night. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in two months' time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.